When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. who is now in at Tottenham, back in English football today. Is that a Ramona? Ketchup out. Brown sauce is gone. Busy drinks is gone. Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. You can follow me at Aesthetica. You can follow us at Tottenham Depot. It is episode 79, and we've got plenty to talk about, even though there was no game midweek. Cup draws, UCL draw, a little preview of the final week of the transfer window as well. And I've got three of my favorites alongside to talk about it. The Todd father himself is here. He is at TC underscore Cachot. Todd, what's going on, man? Well, any day, guys, that, you know, you get to talk about Tottenham Hotspur and a Champions League draw is a good fucking day. So that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. And uh, we keep it moving. We do. We do. Scott is also with us. He is at DSM Spurs on the Twitters. Scotty, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, like Todd said, wonderful time to be a Tottenham fan. We're back. I missed that, that sweet taste of, of anticipation learning who you're going to play and not having it be a bunch of fucking teams in the conference league. I didn't even care last year about this thing. So it was nice to be back, baby. Come on, you Spurs. There are no dynamos in our draw this year, which is a positive. Well, there could have been. There could have been. Actually, there was, though. No, no, no. no, no, no. Zagreb, I'm saying in our personal Yeah, no, no dynamos. And Zagreb is the first thing that comes to mind when you say dynamo. Once you have to get a little bit further down the list, that's when it gets a little dicey. Yeah, let's be. Let's. I was a little careful. The Dynamo name here. All right, be careful. Noted, noted Houston Dynamo fan Scott chiming in there. Uh, You heard her. Yeah, exactly. You heard her voice already. But Caroline is also with us. She is at CG Stefko. Kaz, what's going on? Hey, uh, it's good to be back on the main pod again after missing a couple. So, uh, and what an exciting time to be a Spurs fan. Like, like Scott just said, it's nice to have the draw with teams that you actually recognize so no kidding yeah caroline's been on assignment uh, a lot of travel but uh back in the homestead and 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 ready to to settle in for for more spurs um before we get to the ucl draw which was was obviously today thursday as we're recording this um yesterday we got carabao cup draw third round uh, at nottingham forest which is might sound familiar because that's the matchup for this weekend um is is a way to nottingham forest uh I'm cool with all of the, the, the jokes that everyone wants to make about the Carabao cup and, you know, eh, it's just the, you know, it's just the league cup, but this is a trophy that we, we, we've said it for how many years now Spurs can win. And um, I went back and looked, of course, this is the last trophy that Spurs won back in the 07, 08 league cup when they defeated uh, Chelsea. Um, and since then, it has been a lot of heartbreak, including last season in the semifinal to Chelsea, year before that in the final to City. Um, we won't have to revisit what happened, you know, in the in the days. Don't talk to me. To Don't talk to me about no. that. Six days. We're Just good on six that. Days. 
we're good on all that. But uh, all, you know, it's been a, it's been a weird kind of competition for Spurs. You know, if you remember back the year before that, they lost in their first match to Colchester. Um, but they've also gone as far as you know losing other finals to Chelsea and lost a final to, to United the year after they won it. So they, they've gone far in this competition, but they've also had their fair share of, of early bow outs. Um, Todd, where are you on the league cup as a whole? I mean, is this, obviously it's a trophy we want to win and we would love to win, but you know, with all these games coming up, is this something that, you know, we're really pushing for? Do you think? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, and the reason why is because it's the first one. And so we need a catalyst trophy. And Antonio Conte, I don't think he's won the League Cup either. Uh, I know that he's won the FA Cup with Chelsea, but I don't think he's won the League Cup. <clears throat> so this could be another one to check off at his resume. The other thing is, is that it's um, these are short draws, right? So like, what I like about that is they're quick turnarounds. These games are something where we're gonna get to see kids relatively early. These 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 are games that we can win in a competition that we've competed in well and can win. And they're coming relatively early in the season. I'll take it. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And I think that, you know, anytime you're getting into a competition where it's quick knockouts and it's not a group stage and it's like you said, the first one of these isn't going to come up till November. So, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's going to be, like you said, it's a short competition, but it's going to be quick and, and played over the course of just a few weeks after the world cup as well. But, um, but it is, it's kind of that one to, to put in your pocket early if you can, Scotty, where are you on the league cup? Cause you know, obviously we all want the, the league and the, and, and the, the champions league and all of those things to come true, but we gotta, we gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, I think league cup's important for Conte in the sense that every, any chance to win is important to Conte, but I also think he's going to prioritize it. You know, not in the sense that our first 11 is going to play. I think, you know, some of them will, but he's definitely going to use it as an opportunity to to push some of these guys because I don't think, and when I say some of these guys, some of these guys who are, you know, maybe spots like 12 through 16, 17 on the squad right now, but Conte is, he's not the type of guy in my, in, you know, I would I would suspect to, to put a team out and just say, well, you know, it, this is our second team and go see what you can do. I think he's, he's going to give these guys a chance to, to show him that they'll, you know, bleed like the coolest of the world, you know, for, for the badge. Um, so I think he'll take it very seriously. And I think you'll see a mixed bag of, of, you know, first 11 mixed with, with guys like a Brian heel, if he's still around or, um, you know, folks like, uh, you know, I think Doherty will play, but, um, wouldn't even be surprised to see Spence get some minutes in the competition, right? So that'll be exciting. And Caroline, obviously the draw of Forrest is, you know, a relatively good one. You're talking about a newly promoted side who I think Spurs would be expected to beat. But even looking through the rest of the draw, I mean, City and Chelsea are drawn against one another. So one of them will be gone. Um, Arsenal, I think, has Brighton, which has every potential to give them trouble, even though Arsenal has been off to, to, a, to a good start in the league. Um, you know, a lot can be decided between obviously now and November, but um, I, I think all, all signs point to, yeah, go after this thing, especially with, with the decent draw to start. Right. Yeah. There, there were a lot of Premier league versus Premier league team matchups out of this draw, but I think we definitely got one of the more favorable ones. So we should take advantage of that for sure. Um, and with us playing them, you know, this weekend, we're going to have a good peek into their style, which 
is kind of up in the air at the moment still with them since they brought in so many transfers. Um, they're kind of an unknown quantity still. Yeah, so, so many new people in there. And yeah. it's, it's not like there's any continuity either. They basically got some wealthy guy playing football manager as their owner right now. And so we'll see how it plays out. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. With Forrest, it's it's a, it's just hard to say still, I think, because there, there are some good players in there as well as some that you're kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, but – they, I don't. I mean, I don't think they should be underestimated. But like I said, we we're already going to get to have played them once before this draw happens, or before the fixture happens in the cup. So that's a good thing, and it's also a good chance to see our new squad depth tested out. Um, you know, get to see some of those faces that haven't been getting the starts um, and making mostly sub appearances. But this will be a time for them to really shine and show Conte what they can do. So. Um, yeah, I think it's a good draw for us, and looking forward to it. And 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 word is, my king Serge Aurier may be joining them in, in right, the near term right. too. So you know, obviously he can he can kick our ass at, at some point or another. <laughs> good old Serge. Uh, okay, guys, UCL draw. Let's move on to that because we got the cup draw, UCL draw, Frankfurt, Sporting Club Portugal, and Marseille um, in Group D. I, I think so. Dope. I think this is about as favorable of a draw as you can get for Spurs. Um, fixtures will be announced later this weekend. We'll be able to talk about that at a later date. But guess what? They're coming up because you know they, they can't really waste a whole hell of a lot of time getting this thing going with a World Cup in the middle of the damn season. Uh, you know, drink if you've heard that one before. But um, you know, Todd, what do you think about this uh, this group? I think it's pretty pretty damn good, right? Are you kidding me? It's a perfect draw. You, we got the we got the most favorable team out of pot one. We got the second most favorable team out of pot three. Uh, I don't I don't know what you really could have done on that. I, I I mean when the hardest when you're looking at the group and the hardest match is away to Marseille. I, I mean I'm a happy guy. We we talked about this, uh, and I you know I was having a conversation with our guy Bennett. Um, on Twitter, shit, minute. Uh, and we were just t- kind of talking about what the strategy was for this team overall and, and what we're doing here. And, and the idea of like a, a consistent top four finish in a league and a consistent place in the top eight of the UCL is how you build sustainable kind of winners. And we've seen it all over the place the Bayerns and the, the Madrids and all that. I mean, it's, if you look at what they're doing year over year, there's a reason why they're continually there. Tottenham have now put this blueprint into place. And I said at the beginning of the season that getting to the quarterfinals of the UCL was the number one goal, and then let's focus on the league. And I think that this group sets us up to do that, I don't want to say easily, but uh, at a canter. Yeah, I, I, I like all of that. Caroline... Uh, were you massively disappointed or only slightly disappointed that Spurs and Bayern Munich weren't drawn into the same group? Uh, massively relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I I always say, like, if it came down to it, I would be supporting Spurs in that scenario, but it would, like, hurt me really badly. <laughs> what uh, What do you think, though, of this group overall? Some fun trips, you know, um, you know, for, for the Spurs fans over there. And obviously I, I tend to agree with Todd Marseille away is probably that, that, that tough one, but 
but overall it's i mean this to me almost feels like a and this is no slight to these teams and i don't want to you know i'm sure if once i say this they'll all be pinning this quote up on their bulletin boards but this is kind of almost feels like a little bit like a europa league group in the in the champions league i think that is very fair to say yes um because I mean, these teams, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Sporting was in the Champions League last year, but the other ones, yeah. I mean, Frankfurt, sure. Frankfurt won it, right? Um, no, what? I mean, they quite, yes, they quite literally won it last year, but they, you know, as a Bundesliga watcher, they are not having a good start to the season. Um, I mean, they could wake up at some point. <laughs> they're not a good football but club. They're, they, they're not good at football. <laughs> They, they just have kind of a, a motley assortment of players at the moment, I think, is their biggest issue. They had a um, cup run last year. Yes. And and I think we saw that outside of their cup run, they, they did not do anything else of note. No. no. So, um, yeah. Didn't, not, they, didn't, didn't they finish, yeah, yeah, finish mid-table last I think it was 11th year? place. In yeah. the yeah, so in the they Bundesliga. the only reason yeah. they're in Champions League obviously is from winning for, the Europa yeah, League because they were so nowhere close like, to it. it. Easily the most favorable draw out of that pot. So I'm looking at that going. If you're pot one and pot two, you expect to at least have an inside track to qualifying out of the group. If we don't qualify out of this group, we I mean, it's probably it'll be one of the bigger disappointments of the year. I would agree with you on that. Scott, you have a different take on this. You don't love the draw of, of in this group. Why? Why? What? what? what's your explanation for that? Uh, that's very fair question. And actually Todd, Todd segues into my take fairly well, actually. I think I, I, the, the first thing I'll say is this is the easiest group that you ever could have gotten and no, no disrespect to Eintracht. That's the, that is the worst pot one team in the history of the competition. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I, I mean it like I'm not right. even being an ass like in the in the in the competition's history. That's the least talented and informed team to be in pot one. Probably they're talented, but like they're not playing good well right now as, as Carolina alluded to. Right. So that was like I when I saw they were in pot one, I was like, how? Holy sh- Oh, shit. They won Europa League that. OK, that makes sense. Right. So um sporting is actually pretty good so i think people need to be careful about their willingness to write that team off they're pretty good they're a good team um that really really good chance yeah really good chance marcus edwards scores against us for sure yeah i mean i think i have a lot of respect for that stop it i think if we go that's enough we go fucking stop it stop it both you stop it stop it it's sport cp in liga nos or whatever the primera liga what no no how many Todd, every every single I, major signing and come out of him? three teams in Portugal, man. Like you're not wrong. Those are, they're not good wrong. soccer. They're good soccer I'm teams. Like not disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying I, is they're not on a level of Tottenham Hotspur. Period. Of course, and I literally just said it's the easiest group you've ever could have gotten. So I don't. I'm not far offering you there at all. But I'm just saying, Sporting, they're okay, right? They're a good team. Let's be mindful of them. Same thing with Marseille. Away to Marseille is easily your t- your toughest thing, your toughest match, sorry, thing. But uh, my point really here is that I don't – I think that us being so happy about this draw just kind of shows that we – our goal is to really just get out of the group. Like, I don't 
I don't think any group that we could have wound up in was intimidating enough for me to feel like we weren't going to get out of it. And like, I really mean that mm. the way we're playing right now, well, our manager coming out of pot two. brought in. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's no group that I didn't feel confident we'd get out of. And I'm just a little bit concerned. And I think of like the sports psychology behind this. If I'm Conte and I get say, you know, Madrid and whoever, I don't know. I can't have the pots in front of me, right? Let's say we get a tough-ass group, the group of death, whatever you want to say. You walk into your team of Contes and – or sorry, Canes and Perisic's and Hoyviers, and you say, let's fucking go, boys. Like, I don't give a shit about the, the, those teams. Like, we're going to fucking roll them. Like, we're all in this. Let's go, right? Now he's walking into his team, and he's saying, hey, boys, I want you to take these teams seriously. I have genuine concerns that – you know, if we don't play well, it could derail momentum that we have coming up in the season, you know, and I need to make sure you guys understand when we get out of the group, we have to fucking prepare for a really tough tie that's that's coming up. Right. So, like, I would just rather get these big matches out of the way in the group stage. I said it in the group chat. Let's go to the Park de Prince and take a bloody three points back to Tottenham. Um, it, I'm, I have I, to I, I have to vehemently disagree with you right now. And the reason why I say that is because one of my favorite memories as a Tottenham fan ever, ever, is 3-1 at Wembley against Real Madrid. And it was a glorious, glorious day. The champions of Europe we beat the cool. brakes off of that team. We're going to miss that. Hold on. It doesn't fucking matter. They won the Champions League that year because that match happened in the group. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. If you remember when we went to the Champions League final, we were dog shit in the group. PSV entered Barcelona. We didn't win one away fixture. Yep. I don't I don't care about what people I'm remember the win. I'm talking about getting us prepared for what's to come and i just don't i don't feel need like to be pre- okay we're not, yeah. this, we're, not the, we're not the pochettino 2017 team anymore this team is well seasoned in the fucking champions league this team is yeah. designed to win and win now and win everything Kaz. and by the way by the way todd before you jump in Kaz, scott what you said a minute ago the the whole point is not to get out of just to get out of the group. Actually, that's exactly the fucking point. Because once you get to the knockouts, that's where the competition really starts. And I want the easiest path through the group because guess what? They have to play a fuck ton of games over the next yeah. few months. And if they can, get and I want to be in three cups. And I want to and I and I want to be able to to be maintaining a league position. And I know that they've they've done the depth thing and they've got the depth and all of that's great. And I love that. But guess what? Yeah, we remember the three one you know, over Real Madrid at Wembley. And that's great. But like to Todd's point, like the year that the year that we made the run to the final, we, we didn't do really do shit in the group. I want the, my biggest fear going into this draw was that Spurs were drawing, drawing Bayern and have going to have to overcome the ghost of seven, two that they were going to draw someone like Napoli and have to overcome the ghost of Tongi and Dombele, And that they were going to have to draw Dynamo Zagreb and overcome that motherfucking ghost as well. Like I, all those ghosts are in a different haunted house and I don't have to fuck with them. I'm in my own house. And here. we might meet him in the round of 16. Guess what? And if we I, meet him in the round of 16, then it's two matches and right. it's a wrap and it's two matches in the course of like a month, as opposed to two matches over the course of like three let's, months. Let's, fuck me. let's, let's push, let's push those demons as far off in the distance as we can. Caroline, go ahead. I think I kind of get what, what Scott was trying to say though, that, having what we perceive as an easier group 
it could be a moment where we could become complacent, which I think we have seen in Europe in recent, like the most recent seasons. Um, and I, when I saw we got Marseille, I kind of was thinking, you know, that atmosphere is going to be so intense. Could this be like a trap kind of game for Spurs? But honestly, I don't think that we are still the same team that we were two years ago and last we year. We better not be. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, the, the like we're not is... we're not as mentally frail anymore. So I I don't think that we're going to be overawed by an occasion like that, or even you know thrown by former well, players or like with Marseille, former Arsenal players, like that being a weird thing. You know, I, I just don't think it's going to end up being a factor is what I'm no. saying. I 100% agree. And I think it's old Tottenham versus Conte's Tottenham. Okay, that's one. And then the second point that I want to make is that these games are coming in such quick succession and there's so many of them. I don't think you have time for that complacency of playing a lesser foe to sink in. You're playing too many fucking matches. There's too many players rotating in and out because Conte's building a three deep, which is wild shit. But Conte uh, and Paragici uh, are building a three deep right now and we're going to see everybody. You guys are you guys are all basing your arguments off of thinking I'm saying we're not going to get out of the group. It's not what I'm what? saying. No. We're, we're going to steamroll our way through every group we get in. I'm just saying I want to have steamrolled through the group of death and already looked past all these teams that we're going to need to get past. Like I'm very confident we're going to win whatever group we're in right now. We're going to play some really good soccer. I yeah. just wanted us to build momentum out of winning a more challenging group. And I understand what you're saying. I'm never going to like change my opinion on that because but, it's but here's completely the thing, Scott, you don't you don't get any more credit for for winning the game if you turn it on to to hard mode versus versus yeah. you know, medium or easy mode. Like it's the same that's, game you, that you're you get, you get That 7-2 that 7-2 is Bastard. nice for Bayern to talk about, but they still had to win all of the other matches that they yeah. had to win in order to win that. And year. and like, and I know that you're not saying this, Scott, but the if, momentum if that comes from those types of victories is what I'm talking about. I don't. So we have a better chance of doing that to sporting. So yeah. you could talk about momentum, which is good, but also we have to think about pacing. Agreed. <laughs> um, because it is such a long season this year, especially with the World Cup thrown in. Like I'm never going to complain about having a easier route through the group stage because that's energy we can devote elsewhere at the same yeah. time. And and, and to the, the to know? the earlier point about complacency or let down against quote unquote lesser teams. Number one, I think it's a little unfair to these teams. They did earn a spot in the Champions League. It's not like they're letting everyone in. Number two, if an Antonio Conte side is 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 getting complacent and playing down to competition quote unquote um that's that's a problem and that's a problem that will will need to be addressed by antonio conte because like he should be getting the most out of all of these players and that's the that's where the expectations for me come in is is rising not to the level of your competition but rising above all of it and no matter where they fall where they where these teams all slot in i get i get what you're saying scott you want you want these these you want a 7-2 over Bayern just like they got a 7-2 over us or you want you know to beat Real Madrid 3-1 at home but you still have to you still have to clear the hurdles that are in front of you and right now these here's, are the hurdles that have been put out there here's my other thing on that and that I just kind of want to piggyback on is that again I, primary focus is the league for Conte right yes. which we know and if you're looking at the fixture list that Tottenham have before we go on the break for the World Cup, 
we have the three of our four hardest away matches or four or five hardest away matches are happening before the break. So the fact that we've got an easier CL group or group draw gives us the opportunity to kind of focus more of our attention on those really important away league games. And I love that for us. And it's important to remember that, by the way, and I just double checked this, all of these group stage games are going to be played before the World Cup. They yeah. will all the, the 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 final match day of the group stage is uh the first week in November, for November first and second. The first one, by the way, is in two weeks. Like we're we're getting going on this in in another two weeks time. September sixth, seventh are the first match days for Champions League. So all of that's going to be decided uh, in terms of order of fixtures in the coming days, but. This shit's getting going now because they've got to fit all the group stage in before the World Cup kicks off. And, and we could so, be yeah. going and running over Madrid in two weeks, but we're not fucking bullshit. No, no. Instead, we're going to be rolling, running over Manchester City and Liverpool and Arsenal and, you know, all these other Premier League opponents in addition to a League Cup game in November that we just have already spoken about and in addition to six what will be very challenging Champions League games. I, I believe six, six champions league games thrown into yeah, an already throw, thrown in already into a, an October where I believe every week in October, there are two games. Three games? Oh, two, at least two. Yeah. Yeah. At least two games. Some, some, some weeks, three, God. it's, it's an Those insane the fixture days. schedule. They are, <laughs> Scott, but, but I would rather play. It's not what city, your boss says. Scott. I would rather play city <laughs> on a Sunday, Marseille on a, on a Wednesday and then West Ham on a Saturday or whatever. I, I'm making these names up and, and, not, and not looking up the schedule, but like, I would rather that be the schedule rather than, you know, city Bayern and then West Ham or something like that. Not like, me. Those are I'm not awesome saying games. No, but I'm, fuck you. You're be, <laughs> I'm not going to change you're be, my mind, you're be, man. You're beating. No, keep your, keep your opinion to yourself. Always. It sucks Let's on go. this one. I love you. <laughs> Whatever. I get it. Like you, you want to beat the best to, to win everything, but we're going to play plenty of difficult but teams that's later ego. on. Yeah, that's like, your ego talking. There, you don't time. get extra points for beating the <laughs> hardest group. I mean, I guess you're right, but honestly, I, I think my point is like climb the hard, climb the hardest hurdle first, solve the hardest problem first. Like, boom, done. That's move on. But or build just, yourself up to that. Yeah, like, and don't, pace don't yourself pull, so you can stay in four competitions. Don't pull a hammy trying to jump over the tallest hurdle. Warm yourself up to it. I don't know. And and again, yeah. I'm going to continue yeah, to emphasize. We're, we're loose. I don't, Conte's got us ready. I'm going to continue to emphasize. I don't think these are walkover games. Like, they're still no. Champions League teams. They're still good teams. Uh, I, I think we should win. Sporting. I think we should. I think we should. They're a good team. I hey, fuck that. I watched us lose to Murrow. We can lose to anybody, but don't try to tell me that sporting is on the same level as Tottenham Hotspur. I can't have no. it. You're going to get me fired but up. I think they play a very like, counter-attacking style, though. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Sporting, listen, it's going to be fun. It's All of these games are going to be fun because yeah. all of these teams are going to want to play. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing that I'm looking forward to on this is, is that all these teams are going to come at us. So we're, we're going to see – um because to be honest with you i don't think that they have the personnel to sit back uh and so th they're gonna play yeah. and so are we and it's gonna be fun especially because it's mm -hmm. early in the season love all yeah. of this i yeah. i fully expect spurs to be able to win four of these six games and maybe lose one maybe draw one maybe draw two like i fully that's expect, a fair question i fully expect I, I them to be able to win about four of them you know win win your games at home 
win one of them on the road, maybe draw two, lose one, draw one in the other. Like, but but honestly, I couldn't I couldn't sit here and pick out of a hat which of the you know ones they they have the potential because I think any of them is 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 the answer. Um, but the thing that's going to make this all these games the most fun is the fact that that fucking anthem is going to play before them, and we're going to get to see the logo, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Watching yeah, Tottenham every... on a Wednesday night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's Dude, what I, it is. Those mornings, I like usually by the time I'm in the shower, which is like fairly early, I'm just like the champions. <laughs> My whole fucking neighbors, all everybody is just ready. It's Champions League. I'm sure they don't appreciate it to the level that I do, but I'll be looking forward to those to those mornings. Well, I know, um, I know that I know the Tottenham Depot listeners appreciate hearing that in their ear yeah, while they're course. listening. So that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you do you guys I, have I, anything else to say on the on the Champions League, or do you want to move on to the last part of our conversation? I think that the the last thing to be said on the Champions League is is simply don't take this shit for granted. Yes, I think that is a great oh, yes. great point. So we're by the way, in- by the way, Scott. Sorry, Todd. Scott, do you remember the last time Spurs were in the Champions League? Who they lost to? I'm curious if if this answer is correct. Just off the top of the dome, is- I did not, I did not warn him. Oh, come yeah, on, it Caroline. Is it is Leipzig, <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, it was Leipzig. And it was under Jose Mourinho. And I it was. Right before COVID shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Who, pronounced it, who pronounced it Leipzig, if you remember. Yeah, and I want to say that our starting midfield that day was Winks and... Um, so... Well, it definitely, I don't know. It definitely was the prior year oh, in the man. final. Yeah. I, know I don't know. Much. It was... Whoever whoever it was that day, it was like there was no cane that day. There may not have been. It was a tough situation. Just don't take this shit for granted, boys and girls. Uh, if you're out there and you're buying kits, get a Champions League patch on them. Because those two years, when you look at the options on the kit, and there's there's not a Champions League badge anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a tough yeah. situation. Nobody wants and- a Europa League badge. Ask Arsenal. Nobody wants it. And look, this is what we get to hold over those goofs. So embrace it, enjoy it, and don't don't take uh, don't take it for granted. I think that's a really good point. Another thing to not take for granted is that um, earlier today uh, in our group chat, uh, I was having a conversation with our our boy Dakota about signings and summer transfers. And I, for the life of me, Spurs have made so many transfers that I couldn't remember them all off the top of my head as as I was seven. typing them out. It is seven. The last one I had forgotten was Destiny Adogi. Uh, who, of course, went back on a loan. And that's part of the reason that he had slipped my mind. Um, but there's a week left in the transfer window, uh, maybe less by the time you're listening to this. What do we expect over this next week? Obviously, some outgoings. There's a lot of rumors right now about Sergio Reggion, um, fewer rumors, I think, about Harry Winks. But other than that, it's just a lot of who knows. So what are we what are we seeing over this next week? I, I'm... I'm I'm kind of fully expecting Spurs to sign one or two more players over the next week. Same. Um, so what I expect to see, and this is just, you know, because I pay attention to guys like Ali Golden, Rob Guest, and, and what they're doing over there at football.london because it's incredible. Um, and, and they're very vehement in the fact that um, any outgoings are going to be replaced. So if you look yeah. at the likely outgoings left in this window, it's Brian Heal, which is likely to Valencia. It's all but done. Um, so you can expect some sort of forward player. It's likely that uh, Jaffa Tanganga uh, goes out on loan. 
it's likely that you'll see, you know, potentially somewhere in the center back, maybe in an additional right wing back signing, <laughs> excuse me, and then potentially Harry Winks going out as well. Um, I maybe Sergio Reggion going out as well, but I think two more players, and I think that you're going to likely see. Um, I man, that uh, and I and I. And, I mess up his name, but the, the guy from Atlanta, the Ukrainian guy from Atlanta, uh, Ruslan. Yeah, um, I'm not going to try it, but I know we. we I think you know everyone, what I'm talking about. I think, every, I think everyone knows who you're who you're talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. That guy can bang him in from outside the box. He's a risk taker. I kind of dig that a lot. Um, man, the ZH rumors got me excited. That guy's <laughs> left foot is a one. I'm not going to lie about it. Like being able, and we even talked about it in the group chat, being able to have Decky come off at 60 minutes and see ZH on the touchline for us, dude. Chelsea's not going to sell ZH to Tottenham. I just, I don't see it happening, but I yeah, I know. I know. Apparently there was a rumor that he was, What's there was a rumor that he was actually offered to us last week, but. That's I heard that. It was from a yeah. pretty viable rumor too. It was Gary Jacob. Go ahead. What'd you say, Scott? Yeah, Todd, that guy you're talking about from Atalanta, I do think if, if if we bring anybody in, it's him. And that's just because Romano said that he's like has his heart set on a move to Tottenham and just like waiting on a bid. And classic yeah. fucking Levy, let's drop a bid in about three days and get that dude in, right? Or four days or whatever. Levy's still going to Levy a little bit. Like, I think he told Brasici, yeah. like, you can do your thing, but you give me a couple of late minute, last minute bids and I'm going to negotiate like a pain in the ass. I gotta do it once before the window shuts, so we'll see it. Well, isn't that what um, he did with Jed Spence though? Wasn't wasn't the Jed Spence deal his deal? Yeah, that was his. Um, and that's why that took so long. <laughs> Makes so much sense. And and Udoki, right? Oh, maybe maybe even Udoki. Well, yeah. no, the, the, yeah. The, I mean, the Udoki deal was a little different. The other one that I want to throw out here, and I think this is just like my little like I have no Dak. If you're listening to this, give me some ITK knowledge. But uh, Paqueta uh, has been in town talking to West Ham, those representations are meeting uh, as we speak or have been meeting. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if we try to hijack that move because we've long been an admirer of that guy and they don't like it's reported that they don't like doing business with West Ham because duh, fuck those clowns. Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently it's difficult and they don't like it. Uh, so there could be a chance of a swoop. Who, what's his name? I'm drawing a massive blank, but the dude who went back to Marseille from there, Payet, didn't that, didn't that like burn a couple bridges? I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain. It could very well. Um, oh, wait, but you just said not Marseille. Sorry. Just disregard everything I'm saying. <laughs> well, speaking of Marseille though, I heard that they're even in for the, for the Ruslan fellow, the, the, the Ukrainian fellow, which, which wouldn't that be wild if they freaking hijacked that and then played him against us in the, in the champions league group. Um, well, they had the inside track. I mean, that was the one like that. The deals were done between the clubs. Yeah. But the personal terms were never agreed upon. Like the player wants to come to the Premier League because why wouldn't you? Um, and he likes Spurs. Uh, Every, so everyone wants everyone wants to come to the Premier League. That's for damn sure. Um, wow. There's been I mean, yeah, yeah, it's wild. Uh, the other the other little bit of um, you mentioned ITK uh, in terms of internally and this isn't for this summer but um expect uh christian romero news to become official uh within the next week or so um in terms of making that deal official um the you know the permanent signing of romero which we're all excited for and then um I, that whole bastoni thing that that happened this summer wait wait till 
wait till next year because that's yeah it's a good shot that's happening um they're gonna they're gonna really be in on that as well um but like i said this summer it's so weird man like seven signings already and maybe one or two more and a couple more outgoings and and todd your point about the outgoings uh, to me that's the that's the most substantial bit of news in terms of a transfer window plan and an idea and not just kind of trying to you know mesh this thing together with newspaper uh and 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 clay like they have a plan and yeah. anybody going out the door that's not named at this point uh harry winks or sergio region there's going to be someone in place to replace them uh that i think is like th- that knowledge and that reporting that i think is a big deal and maybe even the biggest deal to come out of this summer in, in terms of the way that that uh, Paratici and Conte are working together along with Daniel Levy to get players in the door. Because honestly with the, like, for example, with the Brian heel deal, could it happen? Sure. But unless that, unless they're going to sign another attacking player, I, they're just going to turn it down. They're just going to say, no, sorry, we want this guy around because they know going into this year with all the things we've been talking about with cups, with champions league, with a world cup in the middle, with all of those things, you know they're going to want just bodies around. They're going to want depth. So <clears throat> keeping p- keeping people like Tanganga and Heal and Harvey White and all of these kind of ancillary pieces around, you know, not not to disparage them. They're not ancillary pieces to Conte. He wants them around for that purpose because they know that they're going to need them at some point. And I think that that's a really uh, good plan and a cool thing to hear about. And it's nice to it's just nice to have a plan is all. So. It is nice to have a plan. I think that they're building a foundation. And, and like we talked about earlier in the, in the episode, it, it really boils down to m- balancing Conte's wants and Levy's wants. Or Conte's and the fans' wants and Levy's wants. So le- leaving the board, we, we need to make money. Right? This is what we do. Yeah. Uh, and so Levy's got a plan for that. Conte is like, give me what I need so that I can win because I win. This is what I do. Right? Yeah. And the fans are like, we need trophies when we need trophies, which makes total sense. So balancing those two things is tricky. Now, if you have an open checkbook, like, uh, uh, you know, some oil funded clubs that won't be named on this podcast, um, you can do whatever the man city you want to. But uh, when you don't, you have to get a little trickier about that. And uh, I think well, that Paratici has done everything that you could possibly have asked him to do to fulfill both Conte's needs and Levy's needs this window. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I think one one note I had, and not, I didn't like take notes, God. You know, I'm not preparing like that. But no, we God, we we know we know that didn't happen. I almost <laughs> yeah, fell off my thing, fucking chair right now. No, yeah. One of the things I was thinking about earlier today that I knew I'd maybe mention on the pod, and God, now I've forgotten it. Uh, no, we're good. But all, all jokes aside, our business is really fantastic and is very impressive to me. And I think the most exciting part about it is you have only seen one of these seven signings start and that was Peristich and that was a really good decision. Right. So like we, we bought guys that we needed that will implement in, but we didn't need to like start them like forest. I think they're going to get relegated because they have all these new guys who do not know how to play football together. Like it just doesn't work like that. Right. It just doesn't. So I think the fact that we we have so much talent incoming right now and we're still starting with guys who got us Champions League last season, bar Perisic getting getting in the start right is just 
really good and promising news for the club, I think. And it shows that we're, 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 we're just, it just shows smart business, right? I can't think of a more elegant way to say that, but Richarlison, Jed Spence, Perisic, like Basuma, holy shit, the whole world wanted the guy, right? Like the fact that we went after all these, all these talented individuals who aren't seeing minutes is just such a positive sign for the club and the season that's coming, I think. I would also just like to say thank you to the club for the way they've done their transfer business this summer, because mm -hmm. it has been great for my personal stress level. Uh, Cause Preach. we're going, we're approaching deadline day and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if there was like a surprise transfer on deadline day instead mm -hmm. of the usual, Holy crap. If we don't do something on deadline day, we're screwed. <laughs> so it's refreshing. Please sign somebody. Truer words never spoken, Kaz. Honestly, yeah, you, go, honestly, in, you like... go into the next, you go into the next week thinking, Oh, if they sign someone, that'd be great. But if they don't, We'll be all right. It's chill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's I, I mean, I really, I was honest to God, I was in work, living in Omaha, Nebraska. I was at work when the Sissoko news dropped at the 11th hour and 59th minute, right? And the, I, I'm going to preface this. No disrespect to Sissoko. Like, I've met him. He's a lovely human. Like, I, I think he's an amazing dude. Love him and his work ethic. And he bled for the club. I couldn't go on about enough about him. But, like, celebrating Sissoko signing at the 11th hour like I did running through my branch at Enterprise I had just locked the door like let's fucking go baby we brought we like the club had me at that point right um and now look at where we are right um it's just it's incredible and and it, it was about damn time and I think as as anyone on the show knows and has you know agrees with COVID impacted that by a few years right so I say it's about damn time with a bit of an asterisk right because we just we, we just missed our window recently, but by God, Levy said, fuck it. Like, I have an opportunity to, 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 to fix this mistake and we're going to do it, right? And Conte gave him the opportunity to fix his mistake, but he gave himself the opportunity by hiring Conte and getting that deal done, right? So we're, I, I, whatever, that all doesn't matter. And that's just fun to talk about. But ultimately, like, where we are right now is fucking incredible. And like Caroline said, I also have been thinking like, oh my God, we might, we could still sign someone. I kind of almost forgot about that. You know, as, as funny as that sounds, I really almost forgot that we could still sign people and to think that we might still get somebody in like, like this dude from Atalanta or like Zayic is just, is incredible. It makes me very excited. Yeah. I mean, they haven't even spent all of the 150 million pounds that, that was announced at the start of the window. So, I mean, that, that money's still there. And then obviously any money from outgoings, uh, could be added to that. So it's an exciting time to be a Spurs fan. And it's going to be really busy. It, feel, it feels like it's already been a busy week. That's why we jumped on and did a little extra potting here for you on a Thursday evening in the States. But um, it's going to be a, a really busy week as well next week, of course, because you've got uh, Forest on Sunday, which we will we will have a pod after that game as well. Uh, midweek game against West Ham. Thursday is deadline day. Uh, and then Saturday, next Saturday, they play Fulham. So three games over the next week plus a transfer deadline uh and then the following week it's it's going to be champions league so it's uh, just we're really off and rolling it's it's exciting times to be a spurs spurs fan and uh exciting time to be a tottenham depot listener because we're going to be coming at you with uh all the pods here over the next uh, handful of weeks and months going forward so uh, this has been a fun one uh for caroline at cg stefco 
on Twitter. Scott is at DSM Spurs. Todd is at TC underscore Kashow. I am at Astetka. Follow us at Tottenham Depot on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And leave us a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. Uh, we'll talk to you guys Sunday after Forest for more exciting Spurs stuff. Until then, as always, come on you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs.